Hello, this is the second episode of the series of podcasts I am making where I am describing as thoroughly as possible my adventures in solo traveling, solo mindfully traveling, first of all in Thailand, but mostly in Laos, but I am not yet in Laos. This will be happening for the whole April. So we were left in my second night in Chiang Rai. I had arrived one and a half days earlier. And that last day, the most important thing, the most important monument that I saw was the Blue Temple, which was a really impressive temple. Also, it has been built the last few years. It has a classical style and its architecture is really, really magnificent. So I was really impressed and after that I, as I described, I also uh, had a very nice coffee right next to the river in a very romantic atmosphere and so on. Anyway, I have uh, described this uh, thoroughly in the previous podcast. So uh, the next morning I had to check out from the hotel I was staying on my third, uh, this was the third day in Chiang Rai, so uh, I checked out of the room and I knew which uh, other room I would go in another hotel very close to there, but uh, at the time that I checked out, uh, the, the other room wasn't ready, so I stayed for a while in the hotel, which in the end it was a good thing, because when I checked uh, out of the room, uh, first of all I started discussing uh, with the lady that was the owner of the hotel, She appeared to be a very clever woman, which uh, also who also knew uh, English, not fluently, but she could communicate very well. Uh, she was a lady that in the beginning you couldn't notice her. She was a bit short. Uh, I think she was about is uh, about about 50 years old, and uh, but she she managed to keep this hotel in a very good level, and it's not a coincidence, I think judging from how I discussed with her that this hotel has a so good rating in booking. So she was also telling me about a lot of trips that she's making. So she's uh, like every every year goes a long trip to Europe, which uh, in which trip she always does a very complicated program, which is amazing how she knows all these things and she manages. Uh, compared to what I have seen from the majority of uh, Thai people and generally from people here in South Asia. So she was describing me trips like uh, with uh, so thoroughly that, for example, she would go with a plane to Brussels, then she would uh, go to Ghent and Bruges, then she would return back to Brussels, she would take a plane, go to Munich, then from Munich she would leave and take the train and go to Nuremberg, then from there she would take a plane and go to Prague. From Prague, she would take a bus and go in another city, and uh, this would take her like three weeks on average. Uh, that kind of program uh, she seemed to have followed uh, plenty of years before, and she had organized another trip for the next year. Uh, so from uh, from now, so yes, that uh, was really impressive. And uh, we discussed a lot of things uh, with her. So we also discussed, for example, uh, about different cultures. For example, she told me that uh, uh, when, let's say, I, I don't mean to say anything bad, but it's just a, a phenomenon that I think other people have also noticed that, uh, let's say, people from the north of Europe, 
uh, are a bit uh, less, uh, let's say, open to discussions and things like that. So if, for example, two different uh, two different rooms were next to each other and were both two English people, these English people wouldn't uh, always uh, talk with each other. Uh, even though they were there and in a so different country or they so far away country or for example they would never uh, sit on the table with her and start discussing the thing that I was doing. I also told her uh, about a temple that uh, I described also in the previous podcast uh, where I visited. Uh, this temple was the Vatfrakaeu. Uh, her sister was going there every day and was cooking and was cooking for the kids, the the young Buddhist monks that were living there. So I learned that these Buddhist, these young Buddhist monks that I have seen in this temple, uh, were very poor children that uh, going to a temple and staying there as monks was giving them the opportunity not only to have food to eat and. Uh, take education, but uh, the monastery most of the times had the money to pay for their studies. And uh, so her sister was also going there and was cooking for them and helping. And uh, as we were discussing and uh, we were saying all these interesting things and I was also telling her uh, how I see Thailand and how happy I am in uh, Chiang Rai and how calm this city uh, was uh, seemed to me from the very beginning and I knew from the, f- from the very first day that I arrived that I would stay there for long um, she, we started discussing where, uh, which place I could visit that day and she offered me the opportunity to, to rent me a motorbike the thing is that uh, I don't have a license for motorbikes and I have never driven one Uh, However, uh, she was saying that the motorbike she has uh, is uh, automatic and it's very easy to drive, it's like taking a bicycle, as I had done uh, the previous day. Therefore, uh, I started thinking about this. To be honest, uh, when I was in uh, England and I was preparing for this trip and was doing research, uh, I had seen that there were many places that uh, it was hard to go if, uh, in the case that I didn't have a vehicle and I was thinking that it's a pity that I, I never had a license for motorbike and uh, I never learned how to drive it and uh, I was saying that maybe it's a good, opportunity, a good, uh, good idea sometime to go and take this license so I would be able to enjoy more places because of this uh, because, uh, you know, if you want to hire a driver and uh, do a long trip, uh, it's going to be pretty much expensive if you do it all the time. Even though uh, most things are very cheap here, still uh, hiring a driver for yourself and making him uh, take you for so many kilometers and by stopping in between and for so many hours and so on is very expensive. You know, you could do it for you know once or twice, but definitely you cannot be doing this every day. You will spend the fortune. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, I I wasn't thinking that I could hire a bike, a motorbike, because uh, yes, I didn't know how to drive. At the same time, I didn't want to go to these people and say, you know, uh, although I don't have a license, uh, if you can, uh, if I can borrow a motorbike. 
and so on. But uh, it appears that uh, the opportunity appeared by itself. So uh, we started doing some test drives with the motorbike and indeed uh, it appeared that it was extremely easy to use it. So you only had to press the gas pedal uh, and that's it. Uh, you didn't have any gears. Uh, even the lights uh, were, uh, were turning on by themselves uh, when uh, the sun was going down. Uh, it was uh, an amazing thing that I found uh, so easy to use a motorbike. So we, I signed the papers and we started and uh, I took it. But uh, after I went to the hotel, uh, when the time came and uh, I left my luggage. I took them the motorbike, I waved goodbye to her and we had discussed and agreed that because it was a bit late I wouldn't, it wasn't possible to go very far, so I had the opportunity to visit the amazing White Temple. The White Temple is maybe a temple that you have seen if you see on Instagram travel photos or anywhere else, I am pretty sure that you must have somewhere came across it because it's a pretty famous temple and is really really impressive. This temple was uh, is about 15 kilometers out of Chiang Rai. So I started carefully driving the motorbike and uh, going on the streets, uh, it was going very well and uh, to be honest uh, I had started feeling enthusiastic uh, with this because uh, I noticed that there were new roads opening for me and uh, new opportunities that uh, I could easily uh, grab them right now. Uh, the bike also was uh, very very cheap, it was like uh, 200 bahts per day which is uh, about 5 pounds, uh, which is uh, an amazing price I think. So she told me from which road to go and uh, after some point that I went away from the main roads uh, the streets, uh, the landscape was becoming amazing. Everything you know about Indochina, Indochina was there. You could see large uh, rice fields, you could see lakes, uh, you could see places with uh, a lot of plants that were looking like uh, a jungle. You would see uh, people uh, growing their, uh, cultivating the rice fields, you would see temples uh, and so on. So everything was uh, going really great. And uh, I didn't have many kilometers uh, until I reached uh, the White Temple. At some point, uh, I, I found another temple which uh, really impressed me, uh, as I saw it from outside. Uh, just a parenthesis here to say that uh, I don't know if it is my idea, uh, but to be honest, the vast majority of the temples that I see here, and there are too many, Uh, I like all of them, I can say. All of them uh, somehow look really interesting to me. And uh, to take this a little bit further, the same thing is also happening to me in the UK. So in the UK, most of the temples that are there and the cathedrals uh, are really stunning in my eyes. And uh, there aren't uh, very, uh, there aren't few the times when uh, I have been taking photos of them uh, uh, being so much impressed, and there are English people uh, coming next to me, and they wonder what exactly is that uh, I am taking photos. 
they can't uh, imagine uh, the fact that I am really impressed by the church that I am looking at. Uh, so something similar uh, it seems to be happening here. So um, when I saw this temple I stopped the motorbike and I went inside in order to take photos. Uh, this was a fantastic temple that was uh, that had a, a red roof full of gold uh, like most of them and uh, it had a very high roof. It was really nice and at that moment uh, nobody was there while uh, when you were passing from the other side of the yard uh, there were uh, a lot of fields and I liked it a lot but uh, I didn't want to stay for long anyway because the yard wasn't very big anyway and uh, there weren't many things to see unless I would go inside nature but uh, I had to go to the white temple because the time was passing and uh, as far as I knew uh, it was uh, starting at uh, 5 o'clock the time at that moment at, uh, at that time I think it must have been around uh, 3.30 to 4 something like that so then uh, I go to the motorbike uh, and uh, I try to turn it on and the problem is that it wasn't turning on all of a sudden I couldn't believe that uh, I, that this thing happened to me because it looked like it was out of battery it was doing this thing that I was turning on the key and I was trying to turn it on and uh, it wasn't it was just doing click click and uh, just the light of the battery turning on so it seemed like uh, it was a problem with the battery to be honest uh, I was in a condition although I liked uh, this thing with the motorbike I wasn't feeling perfectly in terms of psychology because the, the last months some personal things uh, had happened to me and uh, I was feeling a little down because uh, there were, uh, in my opinion, they, they were a bit unfair. Uh, so when this happened, uh, I was a bit pessimistic. So I felt like oh, it's another bad thing that is happening to me. And uh, okay, I understand it's not the only time, and uh, I am very unlucky, and you know that kind of uh, miserable perception that I had at that moment. Um, so at that uh, I was almost in the middle of nowhere by the way but fortunately there were a few houses so on the opposite side of the road uh, there was a big house and there were a few people there so I thought that uh, I could go and uh, ask them for help and uh, two things would happen they would either fix it and maybe due to the fact that I don't have a lot of experience with motorbikes there is something that I was doing wrong and I couldn't understand or uh, they would confirm that there is a problem with the motorbike so uh, there wouldn't be a problem to call back my hotel and say you know there is a problem because uh, you know I wanted to be sure that it, it wasn't something that I was missing and then uh, call the hotel and tell them that there is a problem and then create all this situation and then in the end is my mistake so I found these people and also of course uh, the communi communicating with them was hard as the language had a lot of differences uh, however they understood uh, what my problem was when they saw the motorbike uh, so they came all around the motorbike and there was even uh, imagine a, a guy that was uh, wearing a t-shirt that was saying Honda and the Honda was uh, my motorbike at that moment I felt uh, 
very relieved immediately because uh, I thought that uh, you know this guy must definitely be an expert or at least he would know if there is a problem or not here for sure or he would fix it and uh, that was uh, a favor from from the god from god because uh, in, the, in the middle of nowhere finding a guy with a Honda t-shirt so they came all around me all around the motorbike and they started you know trying to to turn it on and uh, they were started try and were trying and trying and nothing was happening so we were sure that uh, there was a problem with battery uh, then uh, we called the, we called my hotel and uh, also the lady that I was talking before knew English. Uh, I gave her, I gave the phone to another lady there to talk to her in Thai, uh, in order also to describe to her uh, where we were. Uh, then they said some things in Thai and they closed the phone and uh, I, uh, I understood from what they said that. Uh, the, the lady is going to come there and uh, see what is going on. So I sat there in the garden. Uh, by the way, I, I thought that uh, it was like a cafe there. I didn't know it was a house. So I asked them to offer me to buy a coffee, uh, but uh, and I couldn't understand that it wasn't a cafe there. So I was uh, insisting. And in the very end, uh, as I was sitting in the garden, they they gave me a. Uh, water boiler <laughs> together with uh, a socket of coffee to make and uh, they wanted to make me feel uh, good <laughs> and then uh, is when I understood that I was making a mistake so anyway after 25 minutes uh, the lady from the hotel arrived the sister actually from the of the owner arrived and uh, she goes to the motorbike and does one uh, clack and she turns it on immediately and we all of us are becoming shocked we try to see now what was the problem and the problem was that uh, I had the stand uh, the stand was down this uh, motorbike was so much automatic and so much uh, safe that uh, you couldn't turn it on or uh, it wasn't operating when the stand was down it was uh, amazing and then uh, I started explaining to her that you know I'm, I'm sorry but uh, you know I tried to uh, ask these people in order to confirm that uh, it wasn't me that was, I was making a mistake and uh, this guy said this and explaining this but uh, she was a so good uh, lady that of course she didn't, not only she didn't have a problem but she like felt uh, a little bad for me because uh, I was uh, a little depressed because I was feeling that the time is passing and uh, because of this I won't have the time to go to the White Temple and uh, this happened also because uh, uh, when she said that she will drive with me in order to reach the White Temple together and then she would uh, return to the hotel so good a lady she was so we drove for around three four more kilometers and uh, we reached uh, the temple but I remember specifically this moment that uh, I first uh, was focusing on her to say goodbye and once again uh, thank, thank her and show her that I am grateful that she's so helpful and I made a mistake and so on and uh, after this moment I, she goes, I say goodbye and I turn my head on the right and this is when I clearly noticed this amazing temple and I was struck 
by like I was struck by lightning. Uh, it was so amazing. It was looking so beautiful. This was a, a white temple with amazing architecture, and it was an amazing piece of art. It was so complicated. It had so complicated figures, so 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 much detail on it the, apart from the white color it was full of small mirrors that were uh, that, that were making it uh, be looking like it is from another world it's difficult to describe it and uh, so I immediately it was in an open space so I immediately uh, bought a ticket and entered inside to get closer to it uh, I could clearly see it from outside but of course I had to get also inside in the yard and all uh, so I went in the yard and uh, I was taking photos and I was looking around uh, it's the one of the few times that I also took many selfies because this was a, a temple that uh, is really one of a kind it's uh, something really unique uh, but uh, one thing that I I'm not sure about is how much uh, evil it is or not. And when I say that, I mean if you take things, you know, with a physical perspective, and everything uh, you believe exists is uh, what you see in your eyes and what you can touch, and that's all. Like uh, the way I was thinking in the past, maybe this won't uh, matter to you. But uh, if you start uh, seeing things with a different perspective and start understanding that. Uh, there are different kinds of energies uh, also existing in the world that uh, play a role and uh, there is, uh, you know, the, the, the white side, let's say, and the black side. This doesn't have to do with the color of the temple. Um, I, notice, I have noticed there are a lot of symbolisms that uh, look extremely dark to me and uh, I don't know if I am right, but it doesn't look uh, extremely doesn't look very you know doesn't look that it is on the white side but maybe it's my idea this is by the way a modern temple as well also I like the black te the, uh, the blue temple however uh, the blue temple didn't uh, uh, left me uh, leave me with this impression this white temple uh, is uh, looks really really dark and uh, I have many thoughts about this and uh, I'm not sure. As well uh, inside the paintings on the walls uh, many of them are uh, really strange. So for example you could see Neo of the Matrix or uh, at one moment there was a, a guard there that uh, when I was looking at the wall started telling me Zidane, Zidane, Zidane and uh, I say what do you mean uh, by Zidane? I said Zidane and uh, he shows me a small painting where it was it was showing uh, the time that uh, Zidane hit with his head uh, Materazzi in the final of the World Cup between uh, France and Italy. And then uh, I told him uh, that the other guy was called Materazzi and he found his name funny and all the guards started shouting Materazzi, Materazzi, Materazzi. So, yes, the good thing is that uh, the, also the, the White Temple was closing due to the fact it was Saturday. It was closing at uh, 5.30 and not 5 o'clock. 
so I was lucky, even though I thought that I didn't have enough time, I managed to see it well and take plenty of photos and enjoy it. Like I said on Facebook, by the way, I generally don't like bucket lists because when you create a bucket list and there are some things that you say you want to do, I think you are limiting yourself for two reasons. First of all, you are limiting yourself because uh, you maybe what you like changes. However, when we say we want to do something, uh, we become stuck. So we may say at one moment that we want something, but after some years, uh, maybe we change and we don't want it anymore. However, uh, if this is in our bucket list, uh, it's easy to be stuck with that. And in the very end, don't chase what you really like spontaneously. As well, by having something specific in your mind that you want, you are closing all the other doors. So when the new experiences arise and the new opportunities come, you have your eyes only in what you specifically said you want, and you may miss plenty of other things. On the contrary, I prefer to be open to life and be guided with a mixture of the circumstances together with my intuition spontaneously. So, if I am mindful, I have the chance at every moment to decide by looking at myself what is appropriate to do according to the circumstances that have arisen. So, I was so happy that I saw this temple, as I said, because this, if I had a bucket list, this could have definitely been there. And uh, I left and, uh, at 5.30 that it closed, and uh, I went uh, the way back, that was uh, a very, very nice park that they said it was very beautiful. So I went to this park that was a really huge area, it was called Singa Park. This girl, this, uh, in this park, in this huge area, uh, were also making uh, too many, uh, according to what it was saying, there were many artificial uh, agricultural uh, projects and they were cultivating uh, tons of, uh, plenty of different plants there. You could see everything from tea plantations, to trees, to uh, flowers, uh, gardens. It was a really huge area and uh, I was driving and driving sometimes and uh, I, I wasn't able to reach the end. Uh, although at the, same t- at the same time there were also several lakes there. And uh, apart from that, uh, the, because I went just uh, before the setting of the sun, almost nobody was there, so the situation was uh, a bit mysterious at some points because uh, I was in the middle of nowhere, the sun was setting, uh, and not any sun, the Indochina sun, which uh, is like a red ball in the sky, uh, creating a magnificent experience, so apart from me and the trees, I could uh, hear songs of birds unstoppably, and uh, that was uh, really enjoyable and for me a majestic atmosphere. So I stayed for long uh, until the time that almost the sun was down, which is uh, at about 6.30 to 7 o'clock. 
but I was happy also as I said that uh, almost nobody was there for uh, in this such a huge area I was going and going and uh, I wouldn't even see one person due to the fact that it is huge uh, as, far, as far as I know there is also a tram going in there however uh, at that point I didn't see anything obviously and uh, probably because of the fact that it was late uh, this park is around uh, less than 10 kilometers uh, outside uh, Chiang Rai um, so I left, I left from there and uh, up to that point it was uh, good anyway because uh, although I had uh, wasted so much time wasted or lost anyway uh, during the day I had managed uh, to both uh, see uh, these two impressive places and as I have described about my trips uh, most of the things are to be done uh, during the day as you can understand because uh, there, is the li there is light so you can uh, better see everything uh, as well many places close uh, after the setting of the sun so whenever I am traveling uh, I am um, very much energized uh, during the day but uh, when the sun sets uh, is the time to relax and start and maybe drink something and afterwards uh, eat something and break the intermittent fasting that I am doing because I am doing uh, for the for the last more than five years I'm doing intermittent fasting which means that I, I am eating uh, in a six to eight hour window every day so and all the other hours uh, I don't consume any calories so I eat uh, I never eat before let's say seven to eight o'clock um, so after I, I left from there uh, I, because I was uh, I had plenty of more uh, I had more energy for this day because uh, it wasn't many hours that I was out I wanted to continue although I knew that uh, it wouldn't be so enjoyable anymore but it was early it was like seven o'clock so yes and I decided to go to what they call uh, Chiang Rai Beach uh, now of course uh, Chiang Rai doesn't have a beach but uh, there, is a, there is an area next to the river which uh, they use it as a beach I will describe uh, about it later but you can understand I think however as I was uh, approaching the beach to see how it is I passed from a place that uh, I would hear uh, very loud music from inside it was like uh, rock so I stopped the motorbike and uh, I parked it there and I noticed that it was a Christian church I tried, I was uh, hearing loud music but uh, all the wooden doors were locked so I was trying to see what is happening inside and uh, what is going on and uh, what, is, uh, what is in there and who are playing and is this a live performance but if this is a live performance why are the doors locked, it's private but how can it be private when it is so loud however uh, so I was looking find a hole in the door and see inside and understand what is going on and uh, I wasn't I didn't manage to do anything in the end so I went to take my motorbike and continue and to find the Chiang Rai beach when I went uh, to take it uh, another motorbike came with uh, two girls 
So I started, uh, I talked to one of the girls and I said, excuse me, uh, what is happening in there? This was a short girl, but she seemed that uh, she was clever and uh, she also knew very good English. Uh, so she said uh, that, uh, you know, we are a, a music group of the church and uh, we are doing now uh, our last uh, test uh, because tomorrow after the liturgy we will uh, play live to the other people uh, about our music and uh, because me, I am a Christian. Ah, okay, I, I say yes, that's uh, interesting, you know, can I come inside and see how you are playing, yes of course uh, you can come and uh, I also invite you tomorrow morning at uh, 10 o'clock uh, to come to the liturgy and see our, uh, uh, our, our performance. Uh, I said thank you very much, yes, I appreciate it and uh, I will see what I will do, uh, I, I can't promise but uh, I will see. So she goes uh, somewhere, she finds a way to enter, I think somewhere from the back there was something like a curtain or something. So we go, she enters inside and she comes and unlocks one door and opens for me and I get inside. So I see the guys there, uh, it was uh, three guys and uh, one girl and another one was uh, my friend and then was the friend of the friend, that, uh, this friend of the friend uh, which was together in the motorbike. Uh, she wasn't uh, participating in the show. Uh, so we entered inside and she, the, the people, the guys that became a little, uh, they found it a bit strange. And of course, this is normal. So I tried to, although they didn't knew my language, I tried to show to them that, you know, don't be bothered about me, you know, I just came, you know, do your job, practice, and, uh, you know, I'm just uh, happy to see you a little bit. So we continue and the girl shows me this guy on the drums, he was a young guy and uh, says uh, that uh, he is uh, my pastor. So I say hello to him, this uh, guy was smiling and seemed uh, so good person. Uh, I was very happy to, uh, to you know, meet that kind of people that look so, so warm hearted and uh, you know, down to the ground and so on, so I was feeling in, uh, that it was a very nice atmosphere. So I stood there, the, the guys started playing, uh, I, I watched them for about I think 20 minutes or so, it was really nice, the guys were energetic, beautiful music, I think it was like uh, this you know, Christian rock, let's say. And it was very nice atmosphere, uh, yeah, but uh, I decided then to leave because I wanted to go to the Chiang Rai beach anyway. So a few minutes later uh, I arrived to the beach. And there was a place there that you could uh, park uh, your motorbike, it was uh, with many others. And then uh, if you could go down to the river, they had uh, a lot of places made of uh, bamboo, like, uh, like the desks and the stands that were... Uh, uh, sitting uh, on top of the water so they had also tables there and you could uh, go over the baboos sit there and uh, there were also shops and uh, the guy, many guys were sitting there uh, were putting music from their phones and they were either drinking beer or uh, they were 
eating, uh, chatting and things like that. It was a pretty nice atmosphere, of course, uh, all the people there were locals in this area, there's no discussion about it. And uh, over the river, they were next to the river, uh, it was a nice atmosphere, however, unfortunately, it was night, so it wasn't possible to see too many things and enjoy the view, the view of the river and uh, anything else, so I just understood uh, what do they mean by Chiang Rai Beach and uh, I once again took the motorbike and continued uh, roaming in this area there which is, uh, let's say, from the center of Chiang Rai is a bit on the north western side but not very far from the city, so I continued with my motorbike uh, going uh, roaming around the area I I tried to find the temple but uh, when I asked some I couldn't find it from the maps and when I asked some locals they didn't exactly understand I didn't either so I said uh, it's better to start getting back uh, since it is night anyway and even if I go to the temple it will be closed or even if it is the yard is open I won't be able to see a lot of things or take good photos so I returned, uh, I returned back and uh, I knew that there was a night market at this day on Saturday night. So I went in this night market that, it, that is pretty much like the other night bazaar that they have here. Uh, they had a similar, but uh, maybe uh, it was much bigger than the standard night bazaar that I described you in the previous episode. Uh, they have some interesting things. I roamed a little bit around. Of course, there was plenty of food, uh, plenty of clothes, uh, traditional things. There were even some people that were from uh, uh, hill tribes uh, because they were uh, dressed in traditional clothes and they were also selling them. I roamed around there, but uh, at around uh, 10 o'clock, I was planning also to eat something there, but. Uh, it appears that they arrived at the moment that they were uh, gathering their things and they were closing, so I didn't have the time. So I saw whatever I saw and uh, I found another uh, restaurant and uh, I ate something there and these things I ate were uh, a bit interesting, I can say. First of all, uh, it was a Chinese salad, as they were calling it, which had the uh, Chinese cabbage, uh, it had the... Uh, lime, uh, it had uh, some uh, chili peppers, some uh, tomatoes, some uh, other peppers, um, what else it was, some uh, spring, spring onion, uh, and they were all making a very nice mixture with an interesting smell and taste. Apart from that, uh, they were saying about uh, Thailand omelette. Uh, I have seen a, a lot, that they are using a lot of the eggs here and this omelette which was together with rice um, it was saying Thailand but it didn't have any specific in terms of uh, herbs or something but uh, the eggs uh, were looking really tasty and uh, as is the most uh, standard thing here is the pad thai which is uh, noodles with uh, vegetables or uh, whatever you want to put. I ordered on, with only vegetables and uh, as well it has an uh, omelette uh, cut in small pieces. 
Uh, it has also sprouts and several vegetables. It depends also uh, how, every, how anyone makes it. Others put, might put onion, others not, others put sprouts, uh, they put peppers, uh, they put uh, spinach. Uh, uh, it depends. It depends on uh, what uh, anyone uh, needs to mix the noodles with. It was a nice dinner, I can say. And then, uh, as it was getting late, and of course uh, I was alone uh, in this, uh, I started discussing with the owner, who she also described me about the, about, uh, the king, that uh, she fortunately was able to speak a bit of English, so we had some communication. And she told me, that uh, there is uh, about the king that uh, is a real playboy, the new king, because the old one uh, died uh, on October, and this new king uh, seems that it isn't, it is not the appropriate person to be a king, and uh, that he has like uh, five wives, and not only that, uh, he doesn't even live in Thailand, but uh, he lives in uh, he lives in Germany in a very big palace. As well, by the way, uh, I don't know if you know the situation in Thailand, but uh, there is a dictatorship for the last uh, five years, and as far as I know, the dictatorship uh, uh, they did now elections for the, uh, about two weeks ago, but uh, they say that they refuse to announce the results, and they are going to announce them uh, in the 10th of May. So. You know, everyone can imagine that something is going wrong in this situation. But people, it's hard for them, of course, to describe these things. And some people say it in silence, say it very quietly, or others avoid. For example, as I was sitting in in another in a reggae bar, another previous night of that, if I remember well. I started discussing with the owner, which was a guy from the south of Thailand. And this guy, at one point I asked him, how is the situation business-wise in Thailand? I mean, the government is helpful in terms of taxation, of bureaucracy for a new business. And this guy, when I asked him that, immediately said that I don't want to discuss about this. And then I understood why this is happening, and I explained to him that I don't mean to ask you what do you think about the government in general, but I'm asking you specifically about business, because, for example, in Greece, my country, it's very very difficult for someone to open a new business. Therefore, there are a lot of problems. It's very hard, and it's not easy for someone to. Start a new business or operate an existing one, and this is when he calmed down and said, "You know, yes, and in Thailand something similar, a lot of taxes and it's hard and bureaucracy." And before leaving, then of this restaurant, I heard from a bit far away loud music. So I went ahead and asked this lady, "What was this music?" What was this loud music, and where what was happening, and where it was coming from? So she mentioned the name of a club, and I thought it's about 10:30. Let's not go straight at home, and let's go there and see how it is. Why not check this out as well? 
So I went there and uh, I noticed that it was an area that was uh, full of clubs like uh, everywhere in Europe, I can say. And of course, not only Europe. There is an area that uh, there are plenty of clubs, uh, there is a parking. And people go there and uh, drink and think that they are having fun and so on. So I started uh, getting inside the several clubs and having a look around how things are. Others were playing loud, others were playing techno, uh, were playing live music, rock, others were playing techno. Um, yes, but uh, this was just a typical experience. It wasn't something, uh, something interesting to me as uh, it, didn't, it, it didn't have any difference uh, to the, all these places with clubs I have seen. And, uh, By the way, it's a part of the new culture of a worldwide culture because as we have said several times, uh, now the, uh, as years are passing, uh, the, the cultures are disappearing, they are losing their value and uh, what is being promoted is a worldwide culture that exists everywhere. So uh, the younger people uh, all seem to be dressed uh, similarly all around the world uh, and have the different, similar expressions. Uh, of uh, their love or uh, have similar ways of uh, being entertained, uh, communicating, uh, having fun, uh, similar hobbies and so on. You know, they are all on Facebook, they all take selfies and uh, this is uh, what is crystal clear while on the other side the cultures uh, are mostly disappearing or are becoming like uh, artifacts so they are for tourists to go there and see a few of them that play the role of a traditional uh, tribe and things like that most of the time so I didn't stay there for long and I returned home in order to relax and do some works uh, on my, for my online business and several other things I had to do and because the next day I wanted to be as always, I wanted to be as fresh as possible in order to do many other interesting things. The next day I woke up with a real surprise, bad surprise. I was feeling so huge pain on my right side of the body, of the belly actually, that I couldn't even move. I was, uh, I had This pain was so immense that I was uh, sweating unstoppably. I, I was hoping that uh, maybe if I go to the toilet, maybe things would become better, but not even this was happening. And I was in a very bad uh, situation that uh, after some point uh, I didn't have any other choice than to go to the hospital. So I go to the reception, I wonder how I manage that and uh, she describes me to which hospital to go. Uh, due to the fact that uh, I had the motorbike it was a little better but I wonder how, drove, how I drove this motorbike. So I arrived to the hospital, I parked it wherever I could and I went inside. I, I can't understand it, I was in a horribly, horrible situation. So I went there and uh, they, I went to the reception and they took me immediately to the emergency. In there uh, they started asking me questions uh, when the doctor also came very quickly, fortunately, 
and they started asking me questions about uh, where I have pain and things like that. In the beginning actually they were afraid uh, that I may, might have uh, appendicitis and uh, that I would have to go to surgery. Uh, however, uh, fortunately they did some tests uh, like uh, blood tests, urine tests and, uh, and ultrasound and uh, they found that uh, I didn't have this and uh, the doctor said that mo most possibly there is uh, just a, an inflammation in my appendix. Uh, after a few hours there, for some reason I started feeling better so the doctor just uh, prescribed me some basic medicines and said that uh, I should be okay. So I left uh, happily in a sense from there. Uh, there uh, it was many hours but I don't want to go thoroughly to them. The only thing uh, I want to say is that maybe you care uh, how is the, the health system in Thailand and I can say that uh, Everything was working very well there. The, uh, it was a very big building uh, with uh, several sectors. Uh, it was extremely clean. Uh, the staff was very helpful. Uh, five nurses came to me and were all helping me uh, because I was feeling extremely bad and I had the immense pain. Uh, everything uh, went okay and uh, actually one thing that I want to say that is most important of all is that you need to, whenever you go to that kind of trips, you need to have a travel insurance because the charges uh, when you go to hospitals for emergency are really high, and uh, if you don't have the, if you don't have the, uh, the, the, if you don't have the insurance, which is extremely very, which is very cheap actually, uh, you are going to have a lot of charges, and uh, actually, and for me. Uh, I didn't do a lot of things there. Imagine if you were doing plenty of more things, like having something even more important. So I left uh, from there uh, thinking that everything will be okay from now, for now and I was happy. I wasn't feeling, I wasn't in a perfect condition, but uh, I was happy that uh, things should be okay from now on according to what the doctor said. So I left from there and uh, Immediately after the, although it was afternoon, late afternoon actually, around uh, four o'clock, and I didn't want to miss all the day, so I continued with my motorbike and I went uh, straight uh, to find what it is called uh, the Chinese temple. Uh, this Chinese temple is on the northern side of the river, on the other side. So let's say. I described this thoroughly, you know, maybe you don't know the geography of Chiang Rai, for example, but I'm telling this to you in case you are a researcher like me and you like to learn things about the areas or maybe are interested to visit them sometime. So this Chinese temple is on the northern side of the river, north of Chiang Rai. So you need to, from the center, you need to pass the Kok River and then uh, follow a route of about uh, 10 kilometers in order, in order to reach this temple. Uh, the route, by the way, is, uh, was very beautiful in my eyes. As you get away from the city, town areas, let's say, and this full nature there, uh, you could see hills, small hills, you could see uh, plenty of banana trees, you could see bamboo trees, you could see rice fields and uh, I enjoyed it very much. 
this temple actually everyone was saying that it's really nice but apart from that uh, it, ha- uh, it had made a very good impression to me from the very first day that I arrived and uh, went to the river that I saw from far away a huge Buddha a huge white Buddha where I later learned that this huge Buddha was this Chinese temple this Chinese temple actually is called Vat Huai Plakung Uh, it is a temple complex of Chinese art uh, featuring a nine-floor pagoda, uh, a white hall, and as I said, this giant Buddha. Uh, it was built actually in 2001, so it is a new temple. Before it was only a minor house for Buddhist monks. And uh, when I went there, uh, I started taking photos. The sun uh, was uh, there was still a lot of light, fortunately. So I took uh, some very nice photos, and uh, I enjoyed uh, walking around uh, these three amazing buildings. And uh, I felt that uh, even by going there, uh, and even I had all these problems, uh, still uh, I was uh, I had done something very enjoyable that day. But uh, when I left, uh, it still uh, had some light and I didn't want to return back to the city yet. It was around uh, 5.30 or something. So I continued uh, on the upper side of the river, uh, uh, on the opposite side of Chiang Rai, and uh, I started going uh, the route uh, towards uh, the western side. Uh, first of all, uh, I went to what they call Chiang, Ma, Chiang Rai Pier, where there are a lot of boats They are doing trips, but once again I was late and no boats were doing any trips at that time But I, I enjoyed the atmosphere and uh, I like seeing these uh, you know, long-tailed boats uh, that have different colors on a river uh, There is actually a very beautiful bridge as well And then I continued uh, next to the river in order to find uh, what they call a uh, Buddha, uh, Buddha uh, face cave Buddha image cave uh, the route once again to there uh, was once again beautiful uh, once again full of nature and uh, I noticed uh, some uh, very nice hills also there two specifically if I remember well and uh, you know as, now that I'm thinking uh, about it Uh, I think it has a lot of similarities with uh, Da Nang that I was previous year in Vietnam because in Da Nang uh, outside of the city there is also a Chinese pagoda pagoda like uh, the one I went there I went that day uh, there is also a huge Buddha Lady Buddha there and there is it is also a few kilometers away from the Marble Mountains which these Marble Mountains looked very similar to these uh, these marble mountains are also are hills actually and these hills I was looking at that moment uh, were also looking very similar the only difference is that uh, the Lady Buddha in Danang uh, is uh, is not uh, sitting but is uh, standing up however uh, the Buddha we are talking about now in this Chinese temple uh, is sitting in the lotus position uh, above a lotus flower so I went for a few kilometers passing through some also some local villages and seeing the local life the local markets uh, fortunately there was still light 
and uh, a little bit before the sunset uh, I arrived in, the, in this uh, Buddha image cave. Uh, this uh, cave is not very is next to the river uh, on the on the western side as we said compared to Chiang Rai on the opposite side of the river and uh, it's not a big cave actually but has plenty of uh, Buddha statues and uh, looks like an impressive shrine uh, that kind of uh, cave I saw also in the Marble Mountains exactly uh, very very similar to this by the way uh, but this cave was uh, smaller but generally I have understood that the Buddhists uh, like to create shrines inside the caves it's, uh, I, it seems to me that it's something very common and this cave also was impressive because there were also birds on top that uh, when I entered inside uh, maybe became scared and started flying creating an impressive atmosphere uh, and an echo inside there like, uh, it, like they were bats that we other times seen uh, and from there uh, also uh, there were also you could also call this place a beach because it seems that in general they may say one specific area that is the Chiang Rai beach but uh, all, all over the river for many kilometers they use it as a beach and not only the way I said before with these bamboo tables inside the river that you are sitting on top of the river uh, but they were also, I noticed the, this day that they were also swimming in there which was uh, what else they could do since uh, they don't have a sea near them that's normal and uh, I wish I would had, uh, I had my swimsuit in order uh, as well because it was, uh, the weather was pretty warm here but not so warm as Bangkok, it's much more bearable um, and from there uh, I wanted to drink coffee actually there but uh, they weren't serving coffee for some reason so I left and uh, I started driving back in order to find and drink uh, a nice juice then because uh, near the hotel there is a place where I know these people and they also organize tours and they make these amazing uh, fruit juices uh, which are uh, organic, they are very cheap, they are uh, cold and uh, they are very very enjoyable you drink them, they are uh, it's like a, uh, like a granita the way they make them and uh, it's perfect uh, in any sense for vitamins, uh, for uh, refreshing yourself and everything um, from there it goes quite some time to go to come back it was uh, more than it was like half hour to return and it was also dark and I also with a motorbike because I'm not experienced uh, I don't drive so quickly um, so I arrived there and uh, I sat with the people and uh, I drank uh, this amazing juice uh, and later uh, I left but uh, that day I had decided to eat nothing because of the event in the hospital in order to leave my appendix free to relax so I went home and uh, I did some uh, things that I had to do and wanted to relax it was about 11 o'clock I think when uh, I returned home and I was about to relax uh, 
του everything was okay by that time and uh, I thought that uh, everything is fixed and uh, as I said uh, I was very relieved that uh, the problem had gone away and the doctor said everything okay. But all of a sudden at around one o'clock the pain returns and it was once again very very horrible. I couldn't believe it also that uh, suddenly the pain returned and all these problems I, I had uh, that morning were once again there. It was, uh, you know, because most of the times when we, I think, when we have something, uh, when we see it uh, get, uh, going away, it's not supposed to return as long as you are careful. And I think I wasn't careful, although I didn't relax. Maybe I should have had relaxed. And this pain once again was horrible. I wasn't able to do anything and uh, I couldn't move. So I just uh, tried to sleep and the good thing is at least that I managed to fall asleep. And, uh, but uh, I woke up a bit early, not very early. In the morning uh, I was hoping that the pain would go away but still in the morning uh, the pain was there. Uh, so I had uh, no other choice to do. I, I, went, I went first of all and returned the motorbike and uh, without having any other choice I, w I went once again to the hospital in order to ask them to at least uh, give me a strong painkiller in order to uh, take this pain away. Uh, generally, and when I, when I went to the hospital uh, once again I asked uh, after some time to take me to the emergency because I couldn't stand it and uh, I really asked the doctor uh, please to give me an injection of painkiller which is uh, what he did and uh, at least uh, I was relieved this day and uh, while we did uh, some urine tests um, he found out that most possibly I have uh, a stone in the bladder which was a different thing that the doctor had said the previous day but the, the reason was that uh, the ultrasound can't always show if you have this Uh, so this is what the doctor said, at least uh, I wasn't feeling so much pain and uh, we arranged uh, the next day, the next morning to do a CT scan. Uh, I don't need to mention anything about this day uh, because it doesn't have any interest at all, unfortunately, because uh, that day I decided to relax a lot, uh, hoping that uh, I will at last uh, get well and uh, be able to do all these uh, very nice things I want to do here because I was keeping uh, suffering and uh, wasting time in the hospitals while I had the next day anyway to do the CT scan. So I just, uh, after the hospital, I, I had decided to do nothing and just returned at home, slept a little bit, uh, went a little out just for a walk and to drink only some juices and nothing more and then returned home and just relaxed once again uh, in order for the next day morning that uh, to wake up which is what I did very early in order to go and do the CT scan uh, which fortunately went smoothly I didn't have a lot of pain and uh, the CT scan showed that indeed I had a stone in the bladder but uh, it wasn't very big so I would just wait uh, in order for uh, it to get away by drinking a lot of uh, juices and water. Uh, however, after the CT scan uh, that took me some time, 
not so much because of the city scan, but because of the fact that we had to do some communications with the insurance in order to cover the costs. And this is another thing that I want to say to you, that when you make your insurance, if you know from before that you will go to the hospital, for some reason like me that we had planned the CT scan, not the previous times of course, that I went to the emergency and I didn't plan it, it's better to call the agency before, the, the insurance company before, in order to communicate with the local agency here and make the arrangements or else you will lose a lot of time by waiting in the hospital for them to reply and confirm that they will cover the costs and guarantee and so on. So I lost a lot of time on that and in the very end I left the hospital no earlier than 2.30 although my scan was at 9 o'clock in the morning. And, but I was feeling I was feeling better indeed and I didn't have any pain the pain hadn't appeared I was also taking painkillers so I went ahead and I took once again the motorbike in order to continue in order to go to some other places since I was feeling better I hadn't planned anything ahead because I wasn't sure about how I would be feeling So when I took the motorbike, the same as the previous days, I asked the lady there if she had some ideas about where to go. One plan in general, all these days, although I wasn't able to do it, was to go to Messai, which is in the borders with China. But at that day, this wasn't possible because it was already late. I asked her about some other opinions and she told me that I could go to the Ruam Meat village that has a sanctuary of elephants and it has a very nice also way to go to there and on the opposite side of the river, this by the way is on the opposite side of Chiang Rai, so I would cross the bridge and go to the other side and then head west far further away than two days before that that I had seen the Buddha cave so there apart from the Ruam Meat village that were some also traditional Karen people there were also on the opposite side of the side of Chiang Rai there was a bridge there and there were also some hot springs that would be enough for that day because it was also a little far away more than 20 kilometers and the road wasn't a highway so that you could also go quickly plus I couldn't stay there for late because then it would be very dark and would be difficult for me to drive the motorbike I booked this. I booked it for two days because I was planning the next day to go to the borders of Myanmar and do the plan, which we will talk about it later. So I took the motorbike. I passed the bridge and I started heading west. The road in the beginning was known to me from two days ago, as I said, and it was really beautiful. But as I was moving further away it was even becoming better it was actually a countryside that was something that it was like it wasn't natural so it was like you were doing some kind of motocross you were going up and down hills you were passing 
in small hills we were passing inside them all of them were uh, very very green uh, either with several different kinds of plants uh, I was passing from traditional villages that of course uh, uh, you could no way see a white person there it was only locals and uh, this was an uh, incredibly enjoyable route Sometimes uh, you were going next to the river, uh, some other times you were uh, going more inside uh, in the hills, as I said, up and down, which were actually small hills. And uh, it was a good thing that I had the motorbike because I'm sure that with a bicycle that uh, would have been very, very demanding. Uh, I enjoyed so much this route, and uh, after, some, after some time, at some point, uh, I arrived in the Rwam Mid uh, village. This uh, village caught my attention immediately because it was uh, first of all built uh, right next to the river and it was also it had a very nice view of it and it was very traditional so most houses were uh, built out of bamboo or they were wooden and only few of them uh, you could see made of cement but uh, the most important thing I, I believe that I saw was uh, when I just entered it I saw an old lady dressed in traditional clothes uh, which I later found, I thought that she was uh, Karen because Karen uh, are uh, some people that, uh, and that's why this village is called Karen uh, Ruamit. Uh, so I tried to communicate with her, of course, uh, it was impossible, but I uh, had a very good uh, time by looking at her smile to me and so on. Uh, then uh, I started to I started going uh, inside the village in order to see it, and uh, it was you, you could see a lot of uh, hens, a lot of cocks. Uh, it was uh, some dogs, uh, people doing traditional, uh, uh, doing several works there, and uh, it was beautiful that uh, I was uh, watching, uh, experiencing a very very different uh, type of life. Uh, when I continued uh, around about in the end of the village, <coughs> ah, by the way, this village is a Christian village and as far as I have understood, uh, there are many people that are Christians here in Thailand, at least uh, in the no on the north uh, as I have experienced. Uh, this village had also a Christian church, uh, of, uh, which was beautiful and uh, had a very nice painting of Jesus Christ with uh, his sheep in front. And the old lady, by the way, showed me, she had like a, something inside her clothes, a, a small picture that was showing also Jesus Christ on the cross. Um, when I went about in the end of the village, that was the Elephant Sanctuary, I was, unfortunately, I, I found out when I asked some locals that the elephants are taken back to the jungle at around 3 o'clock. So since uh, I was there at around 4.30 I think or something, 5 o'clock, um, I wasn't able to see any elephants. So I continued going for a while, I asked uh, what else I could see and they told me about uh, these hot springs that I already had in my mind. In the meantime, uh, I found uh, one of the one very nice place that I found was next to the river that had uh, very nice plants on the opposite side. So I stopped uh, with my motorbike in order to take some photos. I noticed there on the river uh, a few guys uh, playing like uh, football inside the river, something like that. 
and uh, I was surprised to notice that immediately when I approached and I started taking photos, although I was a bit far away because they w I was a bit higher than them, uh, one guy immediately noticed me and not only that, uh, he told me to go there and start playing with them. Uh, this is what I understood, uh, of course, because obviously he wasn't uh, speaking any English. So, unfortunately, I wish I could go, but uh, I knew that I didn't have enough time. And in case I went there, uh, the day would be over and I would stay until the sun sets and I would see no hot springs or anything else. Plus, uh, it would get late and I would have to drive for much time in the dark. A few only a few kilometers uh, after the Ruam Mit village uh, is, the, uh, is the bridge that takes you to the downside of the river, to the side, as I said, that is Chiang Rai, although you are very... it is on the western side, about, as I said, 20-25 kilometers away. Uh, on the opposite side there were supposed to be the hot springs. Um, but when I went there and I knew that uh, the hot springs aren't far away, I also saw another sign that was uh, talking about the uh, waterfall. Uh, this waterfall uh, was called Huai Kueu. So I decided uh, to search for it. It was saying that it is about uh, 8 kilometers, but it was on the mountain. So I decided to look for it and uh, then head back to the hot springs that were close there. I started uh, going up the mountain with a motorbike and uh, this, this was a, an amazing experience in the end. I, go, I could f see pure nature, hardly any house. It was full of fields and uh, you could see also mountains, but between the mountains there were several valleys that uh, obviously they were uh, planting there. Uh, this route was really amazing, really, really amazing, and I am happy I did it and uh, still uh, there was light so I could clearly see. So I was going up the mountain and up the mountain until uh, I reached the village. In this village uh, was supposed to be the waterfall, so I passed from inside. It was obviously a very, very traditional village. You could see the small children playing in the street and shouting. You could see people lying uh, on their bamboos, uh, bamboo houses, and so on. And it was in, in an amazing location, actually. It would be a real pleasure someone to staying there. Uh, I passed from inside the village and I asked uh, towards which side is the waterfall. And the people helped me very quickly and all. So the waterfall wasn't far away until uh, I reached the place uh, where uh, you couldn't go anymore with a motorbike. So I locked it and I continued walking, passing uh, next to a small river. Obviously this was where the waterfall was. Uh, so I was passing next to the river uh, among uh, bamboo trees and uh, extremely tall trees in there. It was a real jungle, uh, but there uh, was a small path. Uh, you, it was really an adventure being there. Uh, I didn't walk more than 10 minutes until uh, I reached the waterfall, which was uh, outstanding. It wasn't uh, extremely tall, but uh, the water was coming down uh, was, and making in, uh, very beautiful noises, uh, while uh, very beautiful sounds actually, uh, while uh, it was really impressive to see the waters coming, coming down and passing through the rocks. Uh, but
Unfortunately, I couldn't stay for long because I wanted also to go to the hot springs. Uh, I returned then back to the motorbike and I continued uh, my way back. I took the road back from inside the village. In this way, I saw also some uh, very interesting plantations that I had never seen before, something like that. Uh, so I took a lot of photos, but I didn't know exactly what they were, although I found out later. Uh, I took, uh, I took all, uh, once again this amazing route uh, down to the river that was, uh, as we said, about 8 kilometers, and then I turned left, uh, going west, in order to find the hot springs. First, uh, I found the place that they were saying there were hot springs, but uh, it wasn't. It, it was like uh, artificial. However, I they had told me the lady from the from the hostel had uh, informed me that there is another park later that has uh, hot springs inside nature. Uh, from what I have understood, uh, this park was called uh, Lam Nam Kok, and uh, the hot spring was called uh, Huai Mark Liam. Um, I, uh, I asked also the locals in order to confirm, although I was sure uh, which way to go and there were also signs, but sometimes I do that uh, in order to be sure, because the locals obviously know better than anybody else. Um, it was just like two kilometers away from uh, the other hot springs I found. And uh, I saw the entrance of the park, it was like a, like a door. And in the entrance, uh, I saw some guys uh, that were dressed in like uh, army, cl uh, army clothes. Um, so I asked them about the hot springs, and uh, they told me that the hot spring is there, but in this hot spring uh, is not possible someone to to swim. Um, if they said so, okay, I didn't ask any more questions, and I just uh, went inside the park, which was beautiful I can say, but the most impressive was the, this hot spring uh, which had an, uh, an amazing blue and uh, green, something between blue and green color, uh, while you could see the gas on top of it from the sulfur and from the high temperature. Uh, all this in, in between a, a very beautiful nature. I stood there for a while. I took some very, very nice photos, uh, even now that I look at them, I'm still impressed. And I returned back to the entrance uh, and I talked once again with the guys. Uh, these guys uh, that were looking like uh, I, they were army, they were drinking beer and this was something that uh, was a surprise to me because I wasn't expecting that uh, these people are army and they are working there but they are drinking beer. And not only that, but they offered me to sit with them and drink some beer. So at that time, since I had nothing else to do, <coughs> I decided to go with them and talk for a while. It was like uh, four guys there and uh, one girl. I, one of them knew a few English, so this was good and helpful. And I, start, I asked them uh, if they are army. They said that uh, not at all. Uh, they are not army. They are. Uh, they were just the, uh, the guards for the place. But still, uh, I had some questions. I couldn't understand that they were working, but they were also sitting and eating chicken and drinking beer. And I joked about that, and I asked them how, if, what happens if the boss finds out what they are doing. But they explained that uh, it was just, uh, they had just finished work.
so that was it. Um, so I stayed with them, uh, it was a good time, the, the guys were uh, very very kind and it was uh, one very, one also nice meeting, but I had to go because I was far away and I had to get back to Chiang Rai. Uh, they told me that the other hot springs uh, that I could go, however, uh, they had uh, closed, so there wasn't any point I knew I would come back. However, I stopped uh, in the hot springs and uh, I talked with a guy that was uh, a local and was there and he also knew English and he explained to me that they were closing uh, at around 5.30 if I remember well. Uh, also, apart from that, you could, I could pass from a basin that was uh, full of uh, hot water and sulfur, but it was smelling uh, very bad. It actually reminded me of a boiled egg. Uh, this guy told this without uh, me telling this, telling it to him, and he explained that this happens because of the sulfur and the very high temperature of the water. Uh, in this spring, uh, the temperature also was very high, so it wasn't meant for people to get inside there, but the, uh, next to it was a big pool that was locked at that moment. Uh, it was getting late anyway, so I left and uh, I took the route back to, to return uh, at home in order to go to this place that I like and uh, drink another fruit juice. Um, the route uh, the, the, and in the beginning the, where, the, where there was some light once again looked very beautiful and I also passed uh, from the opposite side of this uh, Ruam Mid village where I could see uh, a whole view of it and of obviously I took some photos and I continued the road uh, and the interesting thing about this road also was that uh, for some strange reason this is the, not the only road that I have noticed that because at some points I was feeling cold and at some other points I was feeling very hot. Uh, I can't understand. It was like I was going from here to there. Anyway, I arrived back uh, at home and since uh, my stomach and uh, generally my, my appendix wasn't in a very good condition, I decided to drink uh, a fruit juice once again. So I found these friends of mine next to the hotel and uh, I sat with them uh, and started talking uh, while I was drinking a juice that had a mix of everything uh, I don't even remember it had uh, lime, banana, uh, watermelon, uh, dragon fruit, papaya uh, one or two things more uh, it was uh, once again amazing and I really liked it uh, I started telling them uh, to the places that I went and uh, this is wh when they explained me that uh, this lady, because I had a video of her, uh, judging from her clothes, uh, she wasn't uh, current people, uh, from current people but she was from Aka people, which is another tribe and in this village uh, they are mixed, so there are both uh, Aka people and uh, current people. Uh, I also told him about the waterfall and by coincidence uh, this guy that was organizing tours uh, had also gone there uh, that day earlier than me of course that was uh, with a tour that he had organized so I stayed there also I had a very good time and uh, when they were about to close the shop uh, they took me with, the, with their car because I had parked my motorbike and they, as they were going home they left me to the clock tower of uh, 
Chiang Rai. The clock tower uh, is a very impressive uh, tower that is made of gold and uh, every hour at uh, 7, 8 and 9 o'clock uh, there is a, uh, for 5 minutes, about 5 to 10 minutes, uh, there is a light show every day together with music. So I decided to stay there, uh, watch uh, the show and also eat something in a, in a, in a place nearby. And that's what I did. Uh, the show wasn't bad at all. Uh, this impressive uh, clock that was gold and tall enough, around 15 meters I think or something, uh, was changing colors uh, unstoppably from... Uh, and these colors were looking very impressive uh, because it was also gold. Uh, at the same time you could hear uh, in the beginning some... Uh, first of all there were some bells actually and later you could hear uh, some traditional uh, Thailand music. Um, and then uh, after uh, watching this, uh, since I was sitting in a place nearby, I, my food, and I had already ordered from before the show, then uh, after the show my food was ready, uh, I ate uh, carefully because uh, I wasn't sure about how my stomach will, rea with, will react and uh, I didn't eat very heavy things. Uh, fortunately, this uh, this restaurant uh, seemed to be making uh, very nice food and handmade everything. So I was feeling a bit safe and uh, optimistic that all would go okay. And while I had to eat something, I hadn't eaten for three days. And since I was feeling better, I thought that it would be good for my body. But, and after finishing this, uh, I went uh, a little more around the town. This place wasn't, isn't far from the hotel, less than uh, one kilometer. Uh, I passed also from the night bazaar where I bought, uh, I found uh, some very cheap uh, scarves, 100% uh, uh, silk, and they were looking really impressive. So I bought one for my girlfriend, one for my mother, and one for my sister. They had some, they were... Uh, a purple color uh, with a bit uh, towards silver, let's say, and uh, had some small elephants on them, so they were also reminding of Thailand. And then I went home because uh, obviously my condition wasn't uh, the best, even though I could uh, manage, in order to relax a while uh, and uh, be ready for the next day that uh, I had planned to drive for many hours. At that night, uh, I fortunately slept uh, very well, maybe it was the best sleep uh, I had ever done, and uh, I only had a few problems with my stomach in the morning, but apart from that, uh, I woke up on time, even before my alarm, just a few minutes before the alarm, I was feeling uh, much refreshed, I wasn't perfect, but I was very well and way better than uh, any of the previous days, obviously. Uh, so I did what uh, I had planned. I took my, I took the motorbike from my parking. After drinking some coffee, uh, meditating and drinking uh, this uh, uh, this mix that I drink every morning. Actually, uh, for the last uh, three to four years, I have created a, mi a mixture of powders, which is uh, cumin powder. Uh, ginger, ginseng and uh, Ceylon cinnamon. I mix with them every morning uh, with water and uh, with one lemon and I drink them. 
and uh, if you search how many important elements exist in this mixture you will be surprised about that and I think is uh, something really helpful for me and, and an incredible idea uh, that I have thought about <coughs> every morning however here uh, since I cannot find lemons uh, I have to be using limes uh, so I left uh, as I had planned and uh, I went my way up to the northern border of Thailand with Myanmar. I had planned to stop in several places in between uh, until I reached uh, the, the borders and then uh, I would head on another way uh, which uh, I will describe right now. So the first stop was on the opposite side of the river uh, about 10 kilometers away uh, but uh, wasn't for any specific purpose I just uh, took another cold coffee but this location uh, was really nice it was called also Art Bridge and there was uh, indeed a bridge there and next to the uh, next to this uh, art place uh, which, which had, uh, was actually an art gallery uh, there was a small river and you could sit uh, on the tables next to the river however I didn't sit there because I knew I didn't have much time I had a lot of things to do and uh, I was, it wasn't possible to just uh, sit down and uh, drink coffees even from the very beginning of the day uh, so I just uh, I chatted a little bit with the staff and uh, then I left uh, to continue my route the plan was first to find the Chului Fuong tea farm uh, which was a bit uh, on a road left uh, from this uh, main road that was leading in Messai. It was it, there is a long highway that uh, connects uh, Messai, which is the checkpoint uh, to enter my, Myanmar, from Chiang Rai, which is in total uh, about 62 kilometers. Uh, the Chuifong Tea Farm uh, is about uh, 40 kilometers from Chiang Rai. Uh, so I continued the route, uh, I, sometimes I was stopping in between to see some beautiful temples, of course I was, uh, look, I was, I could meet too many temples and like I said all of them are impressive to me, however I, it wasn't possible to stop in all of them and look at them and photograph them, but uh, there were a few that uh, were even better than the others or even the, their location, so there was one for example that was uh, on the top of a hill so you could go left uh, from the main road and uh, go a little up the hill and you could have an amazing view uh, while also uh, the amazing view was the, the monastery and the Buddha from the main road I continued the road uh, I found uh, on the right side of the road uh, a very beautiful forest that was uh, protected and had a, an amazing lake also there and uh, I so I changed a little bit my way and did some more kilometers however uh, what I saw was really outstanding as I really love nature uh, in the end uh, after some time uh, I arrived in the Chuifong tea farm uh, which was uh, they create they there uh, it is a big tea farm which is actually several small hills and in all of them they are planting tea uh, what I forgot to mention earlier about the plantations that I saw in this village next to the waterfall was the fact that uh, later at night that I talked with the guy that was organizing the trips uh, he informed me that uh, these were tea plantations 
and in Thailand uh, they seem to be very good in the production of tea. So I knew how the plantation is. However, in Trifong uh, Tea Farm uh, it was really huge and you could see several hills and on top of these hills uh, were some cafes where they were making their tea and uh, it had also a very nice view of the whole uh, farm and there were several hills and in all of them actually you could see cafes you could see three to four different cafes uh, I, I couldn't uh, miss stopping there for a while and buying some tea and also drinking a cold one from there with honey and jasmine uh, so I spent there some time, I took very nice photos uh, because actually the tea farms are really impressive but uh, I have never seen something like that so they are astonishing in my eyes. I continued then uh, my way after some point uh, because I, as I said it isn't possible to stop for so long anywhere uh, everywhere I go and then uh, I went to find uh, a, a one, uh, one other cave that is called the Monkey Cave. Uh, I went once again, uh, I had returned before on the main road and once again I went left in order to find this uh, Tampla cave. In this cave, uh, the outside there, were, uh, there was a small market, there were some shops, uh, street shops, street vendors that were selling uh, traditional things, of, uh, traditional clothes, uh, they, were, they were making food, uh, they had juices and so on. So I approached uh, the place that the cave was and uh, I immediately saw plenty of monkeys there. And uh, the monkeys were, uh, seemed to be comfortable next to the people. I walked a little bit more and uh, I went next to the cave. But uh, outside the cave, uh, first of all, was a group of young monks. And I started chatting with one of them that he really liked to chat with me with in English. He was a bigger guy than the others. Most of the, most of the guys were uh, very, very young. They were even less than uh, 10 years old. Uh, I started chatting with the guy and, outside, and uh, before uh, st starting to go up uh, many, many stairs in order to reach the cave, there was a place that you could take some uh, sticks. And uh, when I asked, I saw everyone taking sticks and when I asked uh, what, uh, why they take the sticks. They said that it is because uh, sometimes they need to. They are attacked by monkeys and they have to defend themselves. Uh, I hoped that it wouldn't be a big of adventure, so I went with them and I also took a stick with me and uh, I went up the stairs uh, with them. Uh, in the meantime, we would see plenty of monkeys, but there wasn't any problem. In the end, uh, we reached the cave and uh, I, I happily prayed together with uh, this guy that I had met uh, in front of the shrine and we also took some photos. But uh, this cave wasn't very big and it seems that the most important attraction of it uh, was the monkeys. However, I was happy to also have met these uh, very nice happy monks and uh, we also took some photos uh, when we went outside the cave and then uh, we left uh, I, I went to take my motorbike and continue and find uh, the other cave uh, just to mention that all this road uh, the first kilometers from Chiang Rai around uh, 20 first kilometers weren't very much impressive because the, uh, you could see factories you could see shops uh, you were passing through small 
small towns and so on. But after some point, uh, the the landscape was becoming very natural. It was uh, very green, and you could see several plantations. For example, at one point, uh, I saw plantations of uh, pineapples, and you could see pineapples in uh, uh, that had grown, and uh, anyone could gather them. Um, at the same time, uh, as I was approaching Myanmar, I was being impressed by the mountains, uh, the green mountains, the vastly green, mount green mountains that I would see on the side of Myanmar. So this road, uh, as the time was passing, was becoming more and more impressive and uh, I was driving enthusiastically, happy that my health at last uh, is okay and I have the energy to enjoy my trip after the last few days. Uh, but uh, when I went to take my motorbike from this monkey cave, I found some other guys and uh, I chatted, you know, this in quotation marks with them and I asked them how I could go to the other cave, which was called, uh, which uh, the other cave is called Tam Luang Cave. Uh, the guys uh, went, uh, were three in each motorbike, by the way, and uh, they offered to guide me to the cave. So uh, I went with them, uh, every once in a while they were looking at me and they were laughing, smiling, and uh, in the end they guided me to the Tam Luang Cave and they left. The Tamluang Cave uh, is the cave where uh, was this, uh, this, uh, imp uh, this uh, almost tragic event that happened uh, previous year, on previous July, where uh, a group of football players uh, had been trapped uh, inside the cave and uh, for several days the whole world uh, was looking at it with uh, anguish. So this cave uh, maybe wasn't very impressive but uh, has become very popular uh, due to this event. Uh, the route to there also was really nice as we went away from the main road and I was driving next to the mountains. Uh, as, I, as I reached the cave, um, I f uh, first I went to a museum that had uh, they were doing donations there and they were all in memory of these, uh, of these heroes that helped the children survive and get away. And there was also a big painting that uh, was displaying all of this adventure. And plenty of people were there as well, and several shops, obviously. Uh, but unfortunately the cave uh, was closed, so the only thing I saw there was the, the museum. Uh, however, I haven't heard that this cave is so, so much impressive. And uh, I didn't exactly understand if it was closed because it was 5 o'clock or it was generally closed because one Japanese guy I think told me that it was, it, it was due to the time but from my side when I went there I saw some signs that it's not possible to enter. Anyway, it didn't matter at that point so I continued uh, the last uh, around 10 to 15 kilometers, 10 kilometers or less in order to reach uh, Messai, the border. Messai was a very, was a big city and uh, you could see a lot of big stores, you could see even a Tesco there and you could see other uh, big brands uh, obviously because uh, many people pass from there since uh, it is a border. As I approached the border it was full of, ma full of markets uh, and shops but I went there mostly in order to see what they call uh, the Scorpion Temple 
or else uh, in the language here uh, it is called vat frat vat frat doi vao I went inside the city and roamed because I found it a little difficult to reach the, to reach this temple and in the end I, it appears that it was in the top of a hill uh, with a very steep climb of the motorbike but fortunately it managed to do well Uh, this temple, uh, first of all, had an impressive view of the opposite side of, uh, of the border, opposite side of the Ruak River, of the side of Myanmar, which is uh, the city of uh, Tarchi Lake, from, is called, or something like that. This is the name, Tarchi Lake, in Myanmar. My plan uh, wasn't to cross it, I just, as I said, uh, went in order to see Vat Frat Dad Doivao. Uh, another thing that uh, this vat had, uh, and that's why it was called Scorpion Temple, is that ha- on top of it, had uh, on top of the hill, uh, had an amazing, uh, a, a very huge uh, black scorpion, uh, which actually was looking a little scary the way it was looking. Apart from that, uh, the temple was nice and had some very beautiful colors. Uh, some buildings were. Uh, orange and gold, uh, while some others were blue and purple. In general, in Thailand and in uh, Myanmar, you could see several different colors, and uh, that's one uh, impressive thing, definitely. Uh, So as I saw this as well, the time was getting late, and I knew, because the plan was later to go to what they say, Golden Triangle. The Golden Triangle is is a small park, which is uh, the border of these three countries at the same time. So, in there meet uh, Myanmar, Laos and Thailand. So, I thought that uh, it would be really good to go. So, from SI, although it was uh, 5.35, 45, when I left it, around, it was getting around 6 o'clock and I knew that the sun would set earlier than 7 o'clock, and uh, the distance was also around 30 kilometers. Uh, I drove the motorbike uh, because I thought I wanted really to go to the Golden Triangle and uh, the route uh, there was even the best uh, I had seen up to that time. It was full, full of green. You could hardly see any houses or you could just see some huts in between uh, and were just rice fields or uh, very big, uh, very huge uh, uh, huge areas of green you could see everywhere your eye would see although it was a main road but on the right hand side and on the left it was full full of green areas and of plants I had never seen before so that was the most important thing it was really enjoyable although although my mind was mostly to manage to be in the golden triangle before the setting of the sun Also, the Golden Triangle is uh, uh, where the Mekong River meets and the Ruak River that I mentioned before. So the Ruak is the border of Thailand and Myanmar, and the Mekong is the border between Laos and Myanmar, uh, Laos and Thailand. And also on the northern side of Mekong, uh, it, it is a border of Myanmar and Laos. So at the, when I reached the Golden Triangle Park, uh, I just had the, the last few minutes of uh, sunlight to take some photos. To be honest, uh, I wasn't so much impressed uh, 
by the landscape there it was nice to be uh, to be able to be looking at the Mekong River uh, that is huge and on the other side to have Laos uh, however I don't think it was the best thing I have seen and uh, I started thinking that maybe it wasn't worth it uh, driving all this way but uh, as I said at least uh, I had enjoyed the route to there so uh, I continued uh, next to the Mekong River for some kilometers in order to reach the place called uh, Chiang Sen which is also next to the river and uh, then I would uh, head once, once again uh, west since I had gone east in order to after some point get to the main route uh, that would lead me that I had taken in the beginning in order to return to Chiang Rai uh, in, uh, in this place in uh, Chiang Sen uh, there were very two nice temples but unfortunately I knew that it wasn't possible to go one was called the uh, Vat Fratat Chom Kiti and this was even uh, in a mountain and I'm sure it would have an uh, amazing view but it wasn't possible to go and uh, there was also another one that was called Vat Pasak so, I so when I entered Chiang uh, Sain uh, I sat for a coffee almost next to the river and uh, I asked the guys there if I could see at least Vat uh, Pasak and uh, what would be the best uh, route in order to return back to Chiang Rai they were very helpful and they told me that Vat uh, Pasak would be easy to see even at night since it would have some lights it wasn't far away so after drinking much of the coffee and then taking it with me I went to Vat Pasak, uh, which was uh, in an impressive area that you could hear the crickets a lot and uh, there were plenty of trees and in a mysterious atmosphere but uh, unfortunately I realized that uh, there were no lights at all so you could see nothing so even the area was looking very majestic uh, it wasn't possible to see anything uh, from there I had uh, six, 60 kilometers to return to Chiang Rai and considering the fact that uh, uh, it was late, it was like uh, 8 o'clock at that time and uh, with the motorbike I go with no more than 60-70 kilometers per hour uh, I had lo a long drive ahead of me and I also hadn't eaten yet uh, Fortunately, the, all the roads in the, the main roads that I drove today, because in total uh, I drove around 160 kilometers or even more, uh, especially the main roads were uh, had nothing to be jealous from the European ones. They had very good signs. Uh, they were many of them were also in English. Uh, uh, the the street was in a very very good condition uh, the people were driving carefully most of them uh, uh, the most part of the road uh, had a lot of la had lights and uh, I don't think they were missing anything uh, the only thing for me was that uh, I was feeling very cold for some reason although inside the city of Chiang Rai even that's not a very big city is quite hot uh, when I was driving in these areas that uh, were rural it seems that uh, the temperature is much lower especially when you are riding the motorbike and uh, I felt a little afraid that uh, I will catch a cold but uh, fortunately it doesn't look that this has happened because later 
at around 10 o'clock I returned back to Chiang Rai I ate something and I returned uh, to the hotel in order to record this podcast uh, that I am uh, uh, that we are doing right now and I am feeling very well and uh, I hope I will remain like that uh, because tomorrow uh, or the day after tomorrow one of the two next days I will pass to I will pass the border and go to Laos. The plan is uh, there are two different plans. I will either go from uh, here, Chiang Rai, to another city on the border with Laos that is called uh, Chiang Kong. Uh, this is about uh, one hour and a half. And uh, from there, uh, I will pass the border and stay the night uh, on the in Laos, in the border in uh, Hoa Xi, because every morning and only at 11 o'clock. There is a boat uh, that leads you, that, uh, that goes in the Mekong River and uh, ends up in uh, Pak Bank. Um, so there are two choices. I will either uh, pass the border tomorrow, sleep in Huayxi at night, and in the morning wake up and take the boat at 11 o'clock, or uh, I will sleep at night in Chiang Kong and in the morning I will wake up early, uh, pass the border, take the visa and all and be there at 11 o'clock to take the boat and go to Pak Beng. In order there to start a new adventure in Laos for the next uh, 20 days, where I will be visiting most places on the north and on the center of Laos. And I'm really excited about it uh, since I feel that uh, we are still in the warming up. And uh, I am really excited uh, also, apart from uh, experiencing all this adventure, to describe it to you. So that's it for now. Thank you very much for listening and uh, we will talk again very, very soon uh, in the next days. Have a good one. Goodbye.